Open your Bibles, please, to Isaiah chapter number 55. Been preaching through the book of Isaiah, and we're on chapter 55 now. And I want to say thank you for everybody who minded the Holy Ghost this morning. And we want to keep doing that. And I thank the Lord for his mercy and grace. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I rejoice in God's presence here this morning. Sad to say there's some in here who may spend eternity in hell in this building. Sit in that environment like this, hear testimonies like this, hear singing like this, and you just bent, go to hell in a hand. You just want to go because the Bible said if you wanted to, you can be saved. You can't blame mama, can't blame daddy, can't blame the preacher, you can't blame anybody else. If you go to hell, you're going to be there because it's your decision. You made that mind, your mind up. You wouldn't, you wouldn't bow, you wouldn't yield. And I, I thought, I would praise God for Brother, Cal, uh, Brother Cabot's testimony this morning. And shame on us for him to feel like he had to say, I'm sorry, church, for the way he acted. And he didn't have to say that, I don't think. But boy, listen, that ought not to be unusual. It ought to be the normal. It ought to be the normal. God, people worshiping him, loving him, and adoring him. Thank you, Miss Charlotte, for minding the Holy Ghost this morning. Look in your Bible, the book of Isaiah, chapter 55. I'm going to read the first seven verses this morning. Then I'm going to have you to turn with me to a passage of the Gospel of John, chapter 7, and in Revelation 22. And wonderful. Thank you for minding the Holy Ghost. Notice in chapter 55, verse 1. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. He that hath no money, come ye. Buy, eat, and yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, O, and your soul shall live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him, and notice that, Holy Ghost of God, put that word him in there for you to see, as Charlotte pointed out to us. I have given him for witness to the people, a leader and a commander of the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and nations shall, uh, that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake her way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him run unto, return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him and our God for he will abundantly pardon. Hallelujah for that. Hold your place there in the book of Isaiah, but will you turn with me to chapter 7? Chapter 7. Listen to our Lord's testimony in John chapter number 7. In John chapter 7, listen to verse number 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now, hold, turn over, if you will, please, to Revelation chapter number 22. Revelation 22 to the last invitation in the Bible. Revelation chapter number 22 and look at verse number 17. And the spirit and the bride say come and let him that heareth say come and let him that is a thirst come and whosoever will let him take of the water of life freely. 
Will you bow with me for prayer? Father, I want to thank you for the divine presence of the Holy God this morning. Thank you, Lord, that you're resident in the life of every believer, but God, in a very special way, we do believe that you meet with us corporately when we assemble together. Thank you for the wonderful singing this morning, for the great testimony, for the presence and power of God. Thank you for, Lord, directing Brother Brad as we sang together in worship. And God, I pray now the Holy Ghost of God will anoint me. God, I pray for your touch on me, and I'll thank you and praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Back in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 1, notice that little phrase. He says, ho! That means stop what you're doing. It means you're going the wrong way. He said, will you listen to me? I got something to say to you. Brother Cabot got up here and he said, I got something you need to hear. That's what the Lord's saying. I want you to understand how desperately he wants you to know this. Understand something. He's not willing that any should perish. He doesn't want one man or one woman or one boy or one girl to die and go to hell. I heard on Friday night Brother Herbert Revis preach. He's pastor Northside Baptist Church uh, down in Jacksonville, Florida. Boy, he preached a message. But he told a story about a man who operated, uh, my neighbor across the way over here has moved down to Sneeds Ferry and he operates the bridge down there. But this fellow had a unique situation. He was a bridge operator that operated a bridge to open the drawbridge up for, tra- for the uh, boats to go by, but he was also, it was a train track. And so uh, he, he would have to coordinate everything between the train coming and the boats going by. And on one occasion, this guy on a boat was coming up to the trestle and he called to the man in the, in the little, box, in the little uh, office there and he said, open the bridge. I've got to come through with my boat. He said, I can't do that. He said, I've ha- had orders uh, and uh, they've called me from the main office and said, there's a train coming by in, in just a few minutes. We've got to wait. And he said, no, no, but I'm right at the bridge. He said, all you got to do is open it up. If you don't open it up and, and, and he, said, he said, but no, they called me from the main office and said, I need to wait and he said, no, listen, it won't take but just a minute and reluctantly the man opened the bridge and sure enough the, tr- the boat got by but as he began to lower the, the bridge the train came around the corner and he watched helplessly as that train went to the top of that bridge and plummeted off car after car and in that little house he was in he could see the faces of people in total horror plunging to their death in the ocean. Fifteen years later in an insane asylum they said you could walk up and down the halls of that insane asylum and you could hear this man why didn't I listen? Why didn't I listen? Why didn't I listen? Why didn't I listen? Listen, my dear friend, you're here today, and I want you to hear the voice of God. He says, ho! He said, stop. Where are you going? You're going the wrong way. I don't want you to die and go to hell. But my friend, it's sad to say in the sound of my voice on the internet and in the radio audience and in this building, there'll be men and women, boys and girls, who in hell will be saying for all eternity, why didn't I listen? Why didn't I listen? Why didn't I stop? Ho! Everyone, he said, listen. He said, come in. All those who are thirsty in this passage of scripture, Isaiah 55, notice what he says in the very beginning. Ho, everyone that thirsteth. Let me say this to you. That word is exclusive. It means everybody has this thirst. Everybody's got this thirst. It doesn't mean that if you just happen to have it, it's in you. But many of you have done what this passage of scripture said. Why do you spend money on that that's not bread? Why do you spend your labor on that that doesn't satisfy? There's a thirst inside of you. There's something inside of you that you've tried to satisfy in so many different ways. There's something missing in your heart, and you've tried it in so many different ways. But he said you can't satisfy it like that. God put it there. God put that in your heart, a longing for him and a desire for him. And my dear friend, you can't satisfy it with anything else. There's nothing that will satisfy that need in your heart and life but the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, everyone that's got that thirst. 
you got it. I'd waste my time. I wouldn't spend another moment if I didn't believe the Holy Ghost of God would quicken and awaken men and women to the need of their heart and life. It'd be a hopeless, it'd be, a, it'd be an awful task to preach day in and day out to people and see them turn their back and go on with no conviction, no work of the Holy Ghost of God. But I want to thank God there are some that I have seen over the years when I saw God when he wrecked them. I have seen them when God broke their heart. I have seen them when that thirst just got the best of them. They couldn't stand it any longer. They couldn't help but go down the aisle. They couldn't wait for me to get shut up so they could go down the aisle. God had ordered awakened that in them. They had such a thirst through the night and for days before that was something eating inside of them. It was a thirst they couldn't satisfy with nothing else. And my dear friend, you got it. And God said, every one of you can get satisfied if you will. Everyone. Notice the call to the thirsty. He called on them to come. He come unto me. Don't waste your money on the other. Remember the woman at the well? The woman at the well, Lord Jesus Christ said, I must needs go through Samaria. And the woman came to that well that day. She had a natural thirst. She was getting the water. But that wasn't what she, he was really thirsty for. The Lord said, give me some water. And she said, how is it that you've been? Did you speak to me? Uh, it's married. Don't have any dealings with us. Jews don't have any dealings with us. He said, if you knew who I was, you'd ask of me and I'd give you living water. I've got, he knew there was a thirst in her heart. He knew there was something in her heart missing. He knew that she had a need and he came to where she was. And I've got news for you. The Lord wants to come to where you are meet that need this morning he's there and he's come listen he said hold stop every one of you that's thirsty he said i got the answer for you it's not out there you can't find it you can't satisfy it anywhere else but he said i've got it he's calling everyone to that call he wants you to come notice the cost of it what's it cost you what does it cost to, to have that need satisfied in your heart and life he said come every one of you he said buy eat without any money I'll tell you something, this, this that he offers to you is absolutely free. Absolutely free. Last invitation in the Bible, prompted by the Holy Spirit of God, the bride and the Spirit say, come. Who said we may come and take of the water of life freely? It's absolutely free. Absolutely free. You can have this. It doesn't cost you a thing. It doesn't cost you a thing. But it, oh, it cost him everything. It cost him his dear son to satisfy the longing of your soul. That's why Sister Charlotte couldn't contain herself this morning. That's why when you think about the blood, what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're wicked and we deserve to be in hell. But my dear friend, he loved us when we were unlovely. He cared for us when we didn't care about him. And he sent his darling son to suffer and bleed and die for you. He's paid that sin debt and it's offered to you absolutely free. It's free. The cost of thing, whosoever will make up, it's absolutely free. The cost of it, it cost him everything. Cost us nothing. But it's free to whosoever will may come. Notice the covenant of it. He says in this passage of scripture, as he writes in verse number three, he said, incline your ear and come unto me. Here your soul shall live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Oh, it's an everlasting covenant. He makes a promise to satisfy that longing in your heart. My dear friend, listen, there'll be an appetite for the things of God in you that will be insatiable. I mean, you'll just keep on wanting more of him, more of his love, more of his grace, more of his word. But my dear friend, so far as that, that, that in your heart, that thirst for forgiveness, you can have that. You can have that just as sure as I'm standing here. My dear friend, you can have it. Uh, how do you have it? I have to go on quickly. But I noticed this. Uh, he said, notice, come unto me. Come unto me. And he said, I have him for witness. And the Lord Jesus Christ said in John 17, uh, John 7, he said, come unto me. 
and drink. I'll tell you, there's only one place you can get satisfied. It's in the Lord Jesus Christ. You can come to him, come to him. He said, he's made us a witness. He said, he's made, he's, he's, is our witness. He said, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and, and a commander of the people. You know what? It's ironic that after the Lord Jesus Christ's death and burial resurrection, he's referred to many times in just that way. After his resurrection, he referred to that way. Let me give you an example. Acts chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. The apostle Peter standing in the temple and he talks to the Jews about their part in the death of Christ. And he said, you have crucified the prince of life. In Acts chapter 5, verse 31, standing before the Sanhedrin, he identifies the Lord Jesus Christ in this way. He is a prince. He is the prince and savior. In Hebrews chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, he says he is the captain of our salvation. In Hebrews, he said he is the author and the finisher of our faith. That word author means leader. Matter of fact, all of those words are the very same word. The word prince, the word leader, the word commander. Uh, And he is the author. He is the leader. He is the leader of a great possession of people. He, the Lord Jesus Christ, he's the only one you can come to. But when you come to him, my dear friend, you become his follower. He said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Truth of the matter is, if you're not following him, you've never had your thirst quenched. Never, never, never. Oh, you say, well, I've been a member of this church. I was baptized. I've been coming here every Sunday as long as I can remember. It don't make a difference. The only way you can tell if you're saved or not is if you're following him. He's the leader. If you're not following the leader, you're not saved. That's just all there is to it. He saves you. He, his sheep hear his voice and they follow him. They follow him. Oh, listen. Oh, you say, Brother Billy, where does it lead? Where does it lead? He'll lead you from death to life. He's a leader. He's a leader. He leads you out of death into life. Oh, listen, Brother Cabot testified. He brought me up out of a, a mess, junky life. He said, oh, listen, God does that for every one of us. Brought us up out of a horrible pit. Said, I feel on a solid rock. He leads us out of death into life. He's a leader. He's a leader. You know where you're heading? You're heading toward death. Death's stalking you just as sure as I'm standing here. I've, I've, we, we need to pray. We've got a lot of folk in our community. Fran Shackelford's daddy is at right at the point of death up in Connecticut. We're praying for Benny Smith right across just a little ways down here. But I got news for you. Everybody in this building, death's on your door. It's tracking you. And just as sure as you're here, the Bible said it's appointed unto man once to die. But the God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who will lead you out of death into life. And he said you can have it more abundantly. Now notice what he said here. He, he, he's leader. It leads us out of death into life. But my dear friend, he'll lead us out of defeat into victory. He's the leader. The picture of this possession, that leader and commander, that, that, that's not necessarily going to battle. That's coming out of battle. He's already won the battle. Praise God, we're just enjoying the spoils. I had a neighbor to come by last night. We had a time in the yard. I mean, we had a time. The Holy Ghost of God showed up. And he got to talking about it. He said, and he just, he just sharing his testimony with me and preaching to me. I was getting blessed. But he said, you know, I've been reading over there in the book of Revelation about when we come back and he's on a white horse. And, and he said, people talk about us being in the battle of Armageddon. He said, I about decided we ain't going to be in it. He said, I, said, he, I said, what do you think? He said, I think we're just going to be witnesses. I said, I think you're right. I think you're right. He don't need no help. He don't need our help. But he, listen, we're going to watch him as he victorious. He's the great leader. The battle's not mine, it's the Lord's. Amen? And he's leading us to victory. He's a leader from defeat into victory. My dear friend, he's a leader from sorrow into shouting. 
My dear friend, oh, listen, he'll lead us out of sorrow and lead us into shouting if you know the Lord Jesus Christ and thank God for that. Hallelujah for that. But can I say something to you? He's our leader and he leads us from fear to faith. When you go through Hebrews chapter 11, you'll see the great hall of faith. They're all those great men of God. But the, the culmination of that is chapter number 12. Our leader is not Moses. Moses had the law and he was a great leader and he was a man of faith, but he's not our leader. Abraham's called the father of the faithful. And listen, but Abraham is not our leader. Abel was the head of the human race, physical head of the human race, but he is not our leader. The leader is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the author and finish of our faith. And he's the one that leads us from fear to faith. We can depend on him. We can trust him and thank God for it. Oh, listen, notice the content of this water. And I, years ago, we was living in Reedsville. My wife and I, God blessed us. We took a few days off. And we rode up to Shatley Springs. Some of you have been up there. Shatley Springs up there in the mountains got as a place of water there. People used to come, little old cottages around there. Years ago, they believed there were healing properties in those, that mineral water. You go down and drink that water. Now they got a good restaurant there and all that business. But there's something in that water, different water anywhere else, they said. It had healing qualities. It healed. People come from miles around to drink that water. And I don't know about that water, but I know about the content of the water that I'm talking about. He said, come and take the water of life freely. There's life in this water. There's life in it. Oh, look what he said in chapter number 55 of Isaiah. Would you look with me, please? And notice in verse number 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thought. And let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And, and, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Abundantly pardon my friend, Jesus said, I've come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. I'm telling you, God's got something for you. If you just come to him this morning, take of that water of life, he's got abundant pardon. I mean, more pardon than you ever could need. You say, Brother Billy, you don't know what I've done. Makes no difference. Makes no difference. I'm going to tell you one thing. Where sin did abound, grace did that much more abound. I'm telling you right now, there's enough grace to go around for everything you've ever done, everything you've ever thought, everything you forgot about you've done. God's grace is sufficient, and he will abundantly pardon. I'm talking about over-pardoning you. It's one thing to forgive of sin. It'd be a good thing if God would just forgive us of sin, wouldn't it? It'd be a good thing if God just forgive us of sin and make us a slave. That boy came back home, that prodigal came back home, and he was looking for that place of servitude. He said, Father, I've sinned and I know where to be called thy son. Make me as a hired servant. You know what the Lord did? What, what God did? Put a ring on his finger. Put shoes on his feet. Put a, put a new robe on him. And he placed him as a son. I got news for you. It'd be one thing for God to forgive us of our sins. But it's quite another thing for him to place us as a son when he does it. That's abundant pardon. I tell you right now, listen. The day you got saved, you got an inheritance. You got put in the wheel. Man, people were worried about getting cut out of the wheel. Praise God. I'm glad I got put in the wheel. Amen. He put me in the wheel. You know what he did? He gave me an inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away. Fadeth not away. I'm glad, my dear friend, that he's got us in the wheel. It is abundant. I can't even begin to tell you all that's involved in it. But I can say this to you about this salvation. It's full. I mean, it takes care of the whole deal. It's free. It's for everybody. I'll tell you something else. It is forever. It is an everlasting covenant. Thank God for that. It's for anybody and everybody who will come. But notice the caution about the water. He said, call on him while he's near. 
call on him while he's near. Oh, he did heal blind Bartimaeus. But old blind Bartimaeus said, Jesus, uh, thou son of David, have mercy on me while you're passing this away. Have mercy on me. I wonder what happened if he'd waited the next week to call. I know he's a God of grace and mercy, but I'm telling you one thing. There was an urgency about the call of that blind man. He knew he's passing that away. And I got news for you, folks. He's a passing this way this morning. That's why he said, oh, everybody that thirsts, now's the time. Today's the day of salvation. Right now, I don't know how any, long any of you live, but I got news for you. Just as sure as I'm standing here, Brother Ricky said in the assembly this morning, Jesus is coming again. The day of grace is closed. My dear friend, you'll be lost for all eternity because you've heard enough gospel by accident here in this place and up and down these roads that you'll be in hell for all eternity because the Bible said, for this cause God shall send them strong delusions that they might all believe the lie that believe not the truth. You've had a chance to believe it. You've heard your mama say it. You've heard your granddaddy say it. You've heard other folks say it. And you've been exposed to it in America so many ways. You have no excuse. Oh, listen. Oh, I pray God to shake you this morning. I pray God to quicken you this morning. You've got, you got a hungering in your heart. You've got a thirst in your heart. Here's the caution. Call on him while he's near. Right now is a good time. Right now is a good time. Will you bow your heads in prayer? There's a caution about this water. But do it now. You better do it now. Today is the day of salvation. Nobody in this building. Um, I, I've studied this book, uh, the Word of God, read it, been through it many times, and, and I do it every day. I was blessed this week to be able to spend about three hours a day just in the Word of God every day. I was blessed this week. What a blessing to be able to just uh, read and meditate and study the Word of God. Uh, oh, listen, what a blessing it was this week. But listen, can I say this to you? Oh, listen, my dear friend. I can promise you on the Word of God that He will save anybody who will come to Him today. But according to what I know about the Bible, I cannot promise you He'll save anybody tomorrow. I can promise you He'll save you today. I know that's so. But I can't find it in the Bible where He'll save you tomorrow. Only today. Today is the day of salvation right now. Let's stand to our feet. God's people will be coming. I'm telling you right now, the singing of the congregation this morning, and the special music, God touching Miss Charlotte, and, and, and God using the children, and, and, and the testimony of Cabot. God's already stirred the heart of believers in here. Don't you want to go? Don't, don't you want to get to that place where in these last days your life account for Christ? Don't you want to have everything like Brother Cabot said, squeezed out of you that's not right and get right with God and get on fire for the Lord. Get a burden for souls. Uh, get a desire to see people saved and have the anointing power of God on you. Don't you want that? I think God's people are filled flood this altar this morning. Oh God, the Lord Jesus Christ is the witness, but God make me a witness. I want to be a witness. He is the witness, but I want to be a witness. And God do in my heart and life what needs to be done. God forgive me for my coldness and God, forgive me for my selfishness. And God, get everything out of me that hinders you. God's people will be flooding the altar to do that this morning. We'll be carrying water to a thirsty world. Listen, you're here this morning. I've prayed. Folk have prayed. I believe in God to save somebody this morning. Man, a woman, boy, girl, this morning, somebody needs to get saved. You ought to be done come to the altar already. I mean, God rung your bell from the time you got here. You know that you need it. You know that you need it. You know that you need to be saved. There's a thirst that you can't satisfy anywhere else. I want to invite you to come right now. Come on right now. 
Come on right now. Let God save you this morning. Will you call on him? Will you call on him right now? God's Spirit speaks to your heart. Somebody around the altar, we've got folk here will pray with you. If you're here this morning, you don't know Christ as your Savior, would you just raise your hand here around the altar, first of all. Anybody here around the altar that you don't know Christ as your Savior and you need some, want somebody to pray with you. Want somebody to pray with you. God touch you. God, we pray and God bless you. I need a lady right here. Miss, uh, uh, where's Miss Wendy? Come right here, this young lady. God bless her. God bless her. Hallelujah. I mean, God put a thirst in her heart. She wants to know she's saved this morning. Hallelujah. Somebody else in here this morning. Somebody else in here. Man, a woman, boy, girl, come on. You want to get saved this morning. There's a thirst in your heart. You can have it satisfied this morning. Will you come this morning? Come on this morning. Listen, don't leave it. Don't be religious. You'll die and be in hell for the rest of your life trying to be religious, trying to smooth over everything. You're not satisfied. Oh, you've been spending your labor and money on things that won't satisfy. You can find it in Jesus this morning. Dear Lord Jesus, speak to hearts right now. God, draw by your grace. God, I pray they'll come. Come on right now. Right now, will you come? God's Spirit speaks to your heart. Come on right now. God's speaking to you. God's people prayed around this altar. They're praying for you. They're praying for folk to get saved this morning. Thank God for this one young lady that's come, but I believe there's some others. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You pray for Brad. Mama's coming with Matthew this morning. God's speaking to Matthew's heart. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, will you? Let God, he said, come on right now. Whosoever will can come. Come on right now. Be saved this morning. Know that you're saved. Know heaven's your home. Will you obey him? Come on. God's Spirit speaking. Oh, oh, listen, the urgency of that cry. Do you hear him? He's not willing that any should perish. He wept over Jerusalem. He wants you to stop the way you're going and turning. Return unto him. Come to him right now. Right now. Come on right now, will you? Oh, listen, I, I got there's some folks in here been saved recently. If I could just get them testify, let them testify just a few minutes. They'd tell you. They wouldn't satisfy with Baptist. They wouldn't be satisfied with assembly of God or Methodist, none of that. They, they came to Jesus. Jesus said, Come unto me. Come unto me. He said, If you'll come to me, I'll quench your thirst. He told that woman, Well, if you'll talk to me, if you knew who I was, I could satisfy. He's the only one who can satisfy it now, I'm telling you. But he will, and he wants to. He doesn't want you to die and go to hell. It's not a bad change, changing from hell to heaven. That's a good thing. Not a bad deal to change a soul that's restless and unsatisfied and constantly thirsty for a soul that's full and forgiven and rejoicing and overflowing. Boy, that's a good deal. And you can have it this morning. You can have it this morning, will you? Will you come this morning? God's Holy Ghost speaks to your heart. Will you come? While we're praying across this building, oh, everyone that thirsts, just wait just a minute. Wait a minute. Nothing more important than this right now. This is the most important thing. Just stop what you're doing. Just stop what you're doing. Wait a minute. You're standing right on the brink of hell. Stop. Hold it just a minute. Think about your next step. Your next step, you might plunge into hell for all eternity. Wait a minute. Oh, you say, I got an, I want to read another day. No, you might not have another day. Right now. You're here this morning. You say, Brother Billy, I, I, I do have a thirst in me. I acknowledge that thirst. I acknowledge that thirst. 
acknowledge that thirst. Well, I want, to do, I want you to do this. There's only one thirst quencher at Jesus. Only one. Only one. Jesus is the only one to quench that thirst in you. He can satisfy it for you. Why do you want to take another step? Why do you want to take another breath without him? He doesn't want to hurt you. He wants to help you. He wants to save you. Give you joy. Will you right now, right this very moment, right now, will you? Come unto me. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and return unto the Lord. He said, seek him while he can be found. Call on him while he's near. You can call on him right now. Right where you are, will you call on him? Call on him something like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I deserve to be in hell. But you bore all my sin on the cross. I believe Jesus died for me, was buried, and rose again. And I believe, Lord Jesus, you will save me. Come in my heart, forgive me of all my sin. I receive Jesus Christ now as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for loving me, for dying for me, for saving me right now. God's Holy Ghost speaks to your heart. You pray, folk are praying around the altar and others are being dealt with. Don't leave here thirsty. Don't leave here empty. I'm begging you. I'm telling you, the clock is ticking. It's winding down for every one of us and for this whole world. Jesus Christ is coming again. I beg you, be you reconciled to God. Trust him as your Savior today. Come to him right now. You can have him. You can know it.